Welcome to Magnetic Success, the podcast for ambitious female entrepreneurs ready to ditch the struggle, unlock their inner power, break through their hidden mindset blocks, and up-level their life. I'm your host, Kirsty Kamarowskis, and I'm a mindset expert, success coach, and seven-figure entrepreneur. Each week, I'll be sharing powerful mindset tips, manifestation techniques, and spiritual tools and practices to help you embody the most successful version of you so you can leverage the power of your mind and law of attraction to transform your business from the inside out and create a life without limits. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Magnetic Success. So today I am super, super excited. I know I say that all the time when I have a guest, but I really am excited to bring you today's guest. She's also a great friend of mine and been on this journey of personal growth for the last couple of years together. So it's so cool to have you here, Jessica. So thank you for joining me. Jessica is a manifestation coach with a passion for helping women step into their divine power so they can make their dreams reality. Her superpower is helping women see things from a different perspective so they can live with more happiness and joy, which leads to more love, more abundance, more good health and more wealth. And I just love what you say there, Jess, about joy and happiness leading to more abundance, health and wealth, because that is the exact topic for today's conversation. It's all about tapping into the frequency of your goals and desires, because that is what will lead on to the manifestations. So as I said, a huge welcome, Jessica. I thought we can probably start with your story and how diving into mindset and manifestation, learning how to unlock the power of your mind has really been the key to everything that you've now created in your life. So tell us about your greatest manifestation story. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to share my story. It's kind of a long one, but I'll make it quick. About 10 years ago, I really started diving deep into this material. I read Renee Brown's The Gift of Imperfections because I was somebody who wanted everything to be perfect. And because I wanted it to be perfect, I just didn't do things. And so I don't know if there's anybody listening that can relate to that. It's like a curse to be a perfectionist. And what I really discovered later on was that that perfectionism came from not feeling good enough about myself. So over the course of about eight years, I was studying the material on my own which led me to studying with different teachers. And that's how Kirsty and I met. We studied with a coach named Kathleen Cameron, and she yeah. was teaching Bob Proctor's material. And it completely transformed my life. I loved the material. And what I loved was that it was an opportunity for you to study the material with other people who had big goals and dreams. So before mm. I even got into the program, I had a dream to move to Costa Rica. Oh. So... I lived in Canada. I had gone to Costa Rica seven years prior to that and studied. And I had thought that maybe I would live there then, but I didn't stay long. I stayed two months and then the universe was just guiding me back home. And now I can see why everything happened and how it unfolded in the most perfect way. Because at the time I studied a course called teaching English as a foreign language. And I learned so much, made some amazing friends but what I was going to do was teach in a school and still be tied to one specific place. But mm. my dream has always been to have freedom, mm. freedom to travel, freedom to be wherever I wanted to be. So I came back to Canada a few years later, got connected to Kathleen and Bob's program, all of these beautiful people. And I just really focused on the dream of working online and living in Costa Rica. 
Those were my two big dreams. And it was all because I wanted, you know, freedom. And I wanted to live in a beautiful country where it was warm all the time because they don't do so well in the winter. (laughs) Right now, I'm in Canada visiting family. I'm actually heading back to Costa Rica in a few days. And I'm very excited about that. So when you're listening to the podcast, I might be back in Costa Rica. Come over onto my Instagram, say hello. (laughs) But this journey to Costa Rica and to this freedom really started from me tapping into who I am. And what I mean by that is I had to really start to get to know myself. Did the, when you got into Kathleen's program and everything, it kind of happened quite soon after that. Do you think by actually learning and integrating and embodying the material that we both share now, do you think that was key in you actually thinking it could be your reality? And actually giving you the courage to say, that's mine, I'm doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, the material was like a huge thing for me. It was all about becoming aware of your current thoughts. Yeah. Then creating a new identity and then fusing with the belief that that's who you were, right? Mm. So I started to dig deep into who I was and I had thoughts of, who do you think you are? You know, like you don't have enough money or you don't have enough talent. You know, like we just, we beat ourselves up. And I had studied Louise Hay's mirror work before. And Mm -hmm. I read her book, uh, How You Can Heal Your Life, which was one of my favorite books. If you haven't read it, it's so, so good. But what I learned was, you know, I was giving so much to other people, but I didn't have the same belief and the same love for myself. Yeah. So- I had these big dreams my whole life. I had big dreams of all this freedom and this wealth and this travel. I would literally be able to daydream and think about it, but I wasn't living it. And so when I got into the program with Kathleen and Bob, what I realized was there was a gap. Mm. I had this desire for something, but I didn't believe it was possible. I didn't believe I was worthy. So for me, it was about closing that gap. And how I did that was... I started assuming that I'm the girl that's an expert in this material. I work for myself. I started assuming that Mm. I make money when I'm sleeping. I started assuming that everything comes easily to me. I started affirming that I am amazing. And I went back to that work that I had studied with Louise Hay. She gets you to look in the mirror and tell yourself you love yourself. And I will never forget the first time I did that. I had tears. Yeah, there's something so powerful about looking yourself in the eye and actually probably for the first time in your life, giving yourself some love and some really powerful conversation instead of ripping yourself to shreds by picking out every single thing. Because that's what we're used to doing, isn't it? I used to have this thing where I look in the mirror when I haven't got makeup on. I'm like, oh, I look like a boy. You know, like how many times did I say that to myself every day for Mm -hmm. every month, for every year, for every decade? Do you know what I mean? It's like, so yeah, something really powerful in that. Yeah. And so when you do that for the first time, it brings tears to your eyes because you've been neglecting yourself for so long. And I think through all of this unfolding and me being able to move to Costa Rica and me being able to build a business online and triple my income and find more Mm. happiness, it all comes back to literally getting to know myself because I will tell you this. I didn't even realize how rude I was to myself. Oh, so good. The inner dialogue, right? Because we don't realize we're doing it. Half of it's unconscious, right? 
half of it's unconscious. It's so true. Like, so I remember listening to Bob's videos and then he had like worksheets that we would do. So you would get to know yourself that way. So the more you do it on paper, the more you just naturally do it when you're at the supermarket, when you're in the car, when you're doing dishes. So I'll never forget. I had this idea to move to Costa Rica and I had been shopping for houses online so I could see in my mind exactly what it would look like out my window if I was washing dishes. Yeah. Every single time I would wash dishes in Canada, I would visualize that I was in this home in Costa Rica. I love that. So this is now part of tapping into the frequency, right? This is actually assuming that we're already there, tapping into what it feels like, what it looks like, what it smells like during your day-to-day life through a mundane activity. This is just one example, right? Exactly. So what I realized in the beginning was as I was doing the dishes and I could see the picture of Costa Rica and I could hear the waves And sometimes I would even close my eyes because I could just picture it even more. I could feel what it would feel like, you know, like when you're in a place where the doors are open and there's a warm breeze, like I could feel that. But I also became really, really, really aware of the thoughts that were going on in my head. Mm. You know, I used to be somebody who would ruminate on things and I knew that I was doing it, but I would do it so much that I would just do it without even noticing. When I took this program, I became hyper aware and I started recognizing like, oh, that's not a thought of a girl who lives in Costa Rica and feels happy and is teaching this material to other people. This is a thought of someone who is putting limits on herself, who's you know thinking about things from the past. And I got really clear on what I wanted and then started inputting that new story into my mind so that that old story of not feeling good enough or something that happened in the past, it just kind of fell away. Yeah, we have to become aware of it, right? So this is the very first step is we need to become the observer of our mind and start noticing what it is that's going on in there. Because if we have 60, 70,000 thoughts a day and 95% are on, on autopilot, unconscious, the same thoughts we had every day for the last goodness knows how long, like we need to start breaking that program. We can't override the program unless we even know what it's there so that we can get in and we can interrupt it and we can shift it and take it into a new direction which is exactly what you were doing Mm -hmm, exactly and what I realized too was there was no need for me to go back and uncover what that meant there was just an awareness about oh this doesn't serve me and the goals that I have so I'm gonna start affirming a new story so I really worked on creating Jess with all of her goals achieved. Yeah. So who is Jessica Whitney with all of her goals achieved? And I started imagining it. I was like, she lives in Costa Rica. She drives a Jeep. She money comes in whenever she needs it. Money is there. She feels happy. She's laughing all the time. She's having a good time. She just travels whenever she wants. She's madly in love with life. These were the things. And some of them may seem simple to some people, but to me, that was really going to help me get out of that negative mindset because I knew this material, yeah. but I wasn't becoming it. I still was sabotaging my own happiness because for some reason, some things that happened in my past just made me feel unworthy. And I've realized now that I am in control of how I think and how I feel. Absolutely. And I take full responsibility for 
how I think and how I feel and what I do. And when I started doing that, I was like, oh my goodness, I want to be tapping into the frequency of love and joy and fun more often. So I started pushing myself a little bit out of my comfort zone because you get comfortable feeling bad for yourself. I don't know if anybody's listening to this. It's it's a habit, right? It's a habit. And Dr. Joe always says we get addicted to the emotions of the past. And all we're doing then is we're staying stuck in the past. And the worst thing is what you've just been talking about is we're identifying with the things that have happened to us or the experiences that we've had. And we incorporate them into our self-image, our identity. And of course, that's going to limit us. Of course, that's going to stop us from taking those big goals. Of course, that's going to stop us believing that we can have anything more than we've already got in our life right now, right? So that's massive. Yeah, and there's just this idea that, you know, pain and suffering is normal. And Mm. I've learned now that, yes, pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice, right? And so I just made the decision. I feel like it's about becoming conscious. Like you said, the first step is becoming aware. You have to become conscious to what's going on. And I became conscious that, I wanted a different life for myself and I wanted to make the changes and I was willing to do whatever. And you deserved it. You made that decision that you deserved it. And that's, that can be the biggest sticking point for most people, can't it? Actually Mm -hmm. feeling like you deserve it. But like you said, as you go on this journey and it doesn't have to be Bob's program, it's anywhere where you're doing this sort of personal development work and this self-reflection work and you're digging deep with a coach, with a mentor, whatever it is, but with whatever program, it helps you draw out of yourself who you really are it helps you go on a on a bigger journey to actually unlocking more of who you are and actually seeing yourself changing your perspective seeing yourself in a different way realizing that the self-image you know this is a lot this is the bulk of the work I do with my clients as well it's about creating that future version of you that next level version of you because so long as we're tied to that self-image of the past we'll continue to have what we always had right we can't change our circumstances unless we elevate ourselves past them into into our vision you know So this self-image, it's so important and we have to, and I love what you said about taking responsibility as well. We have to take 100% responsibility and it doesn't mean that we have to be okay if someone says something mean or does something mean, but we can, like you said, like it's going to hurt and we're not going to feel happy about it. And we're also allowed to feel that, but we don't need to play that story to ourselves over and over and over again. And we don't have to add a load of meaning onto it, i.e. it means this about me, it means that about me. You know, what someone did or said is their stuff. Like the more we can protect ourselves and see our own inner value and actually shift that perception of who we are. This is everything. This is the journey. This is personal growth. This is where your success in business comes from, is by removing the veil of who you think you are and stepping into the version that you really are. And you're still only going to be scratching a small percent of your potential, but you're on a trajectory to becoming limitless and unstoppable, right? I love this conversation. It's wild to look back at Jessica even three years ago to Jessica now. I exude confidence (laughs) and I laugh about everything and I am completely and totally comfortable with myself. And that didn't just happen overnight. That took the conscious effort. That took me taking responsibility. And it's funny now because I am so confident that people actually laugh because you don't see a lot of people like that, right? And they just think it's hilarious. You can feel it. You can feel it. You can feel the energy. So what version, Jess, are you on right now, do you think? Because you're certainly not Jessica (laughs) (laughs) 2.0. Well, you know, I always think that there is always going to be another level. There is, but you've gone through so many already. 
I yes. Was, I ask that because I literally was just like drafting a post that I'm going to write for socials next week called Kirsty 10.0. And <laughs> well, I'm talking a- about this exact thing. Like yeah. how many iterations of me have there been in these last six years of going on this journey? And and the crazy thing is, the deeper you go, the faster you evolve because you're just skyrocketing, aren't you? And I am unrecognizable to myself, right? From the person I was a few years ago. And so are you. It's so amazing. And yeah, I was going to say 10 too. But, <laughs> of course, you know, you like, aren't we always <laughs> a 10? It. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 11. <laughs> You know, and that's the beauty of it too, is that, you know, you never get to the end. The work is never done. There's always more to do and more to grow. And that's why I think it's so important that you really enjoy the journey because Mm. Kirsty and I know this because we masterminded together, but we had to learn things together. And that's why I love having a coach and having a mastermind because we coaches help us or we help mm. each other to see our blind spots, yeah, to exactly. see, you know, what we need to keep in that frequency. You're never going to stay in one frequency the entire time. Like life is about the up and downs, but mm. it's not about the really high highs and the really low, yeah, right. more stability in it. And for me, when I think about energy, energy should be free flowing and fluid. But what Mm. I realized about myself was I had a lot of split energy. So I had these goals and dreams, but I didn't feel worthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's why I like to have, you know, these conversations where we come together and we can help each other see that split energy. But I think one thing that like, I'll never forget this day, honestly, I know exactly where I was. Kirsty and I were talking and we both had these goals and we weren't hitting our goals. And I remember saying to myself, but saying it to you, we were voice clipping each other. I was like, who are we kidding? Like, look at our lives. We have done so much for ourselves. Like by that point, I was living in Costa Rica. I was working online. I was making money. I was meeting new people. And I remember saying to you, if I lived this life for the rest of my life, I truly would be happy. Yeah. Like I felt so blessed in that moment. And I just remember that being such a pivotal moment in my journey, because when you want to be here, but you keep focusing on the fact that you're not there yet, it actually keeps you from that. But when you can love being here, right here, that's how you skyrocket to the next level. And that's exactly what happened to me. I love that. That's so good. And just to talk about that a little bit, you're so right. Because again, this is related to frequency, right? When we're, when we're needing something, when we're wanting something really badly, you know, you know it in you, you know how you feel in your body and your emotion, how much you want that thing. Like we're taught, like Bob teaches to have a burning desire. Sometimes I think that can, it depends who it is and how they're taken because that could turn into a neediness. Like you have to have the desire that is strong enough. I like to talk about creating a vision that compels you, something that means something to you, a why that will get you moving through your hardest times and keep you floating and keep you going. When I think about a burning desire, it makes me need it. It makes me like want to cling on to it. Like I've got to have this thing and I've got to obsess about it all day. And for me, that pushed me away from it because, you know, it's like partners. If you were dating someone and they were so needy and trying to be around you all the time, you'd be like, oh, off you go. Not today. Thank you. You know, you'd back off, wouldn't you? And the universe is the same. It's like, you're not in the frequency. It can't meet you there. 
with what you want because you're operating from lack. You are stuck in lack. You are feeling like you don't have it. So for us to tap into the frequency of our goals, like you were just saying, we have to feel like we've already have it. We have to move away. So in that moment where you, okay, I am actually, if I'm honest with myself and I really look around and see what I've got, what what I've created, how I'm living, I bloody love this life. And actually I have got everything that I wanted. Yes, I want more and it's okay to want more, but wow. And in that moment, you become an energetic match to everything you've asked for, right? Because the need's gone, the lack's gone, the want's gone. And there's just a bit of a difference between want and desire, isn't there? When we desire something, it just feels like that edge has been taken off because it's something we could do without, but something that we'd love. So already both of those don't have a neediness vibration to it. Whereas when we really, really want something and it feels like we're going to die if we don't get it, you know, then we can't, we're not going to manifest it. We can hustle and grind our way and try and force and push and control our way to getting it in inverted commas, but we're not going to manifest it. Mm -hmm. So I love all of that. Yeah. And that needing energy is on a different frequency of what you desire. And this is what I got really clear on was what is the energy that I'm putting out? And I started doing little case studies with myself. Like I would write down, okay, today I'm stressed out. I'm in a bad mood. Nothing's going my way. I'm going to go to the supermarket and see what happens. Well, of course, no one would talk to me. I would get somebody that was a little bit like rude at the cash, cash register. I couldn't find what I was looking for. And then the next day I would say, okay, I would put my hands on my heart. I would do some deep breaths. I would come back to my heart and I'd be like, look at this life. Like I live in Costa Rica. Mm. Life is so good. How can I have anything to complain about? Right. And I would come back to that place of appreciation and love, go to the supermarket, completely different experience. That's because my energy, because we are magnets. Yeah. And I just started focusing on feeling good myself. So whether that meant waking up and dancing, waking up and meditating, waking up and doing my little heart meditations, coming back to that place and that feeling of love. And I would go out, people were different, but they were only different because I was different. I was attracting different because of my energy, right? The outside's a reflection, right? So I love what you've said. There's two things. You are speaking so fast and covering so much goodness that I'm like trying to remember all these things I want to interject and talk about because they're so good. But when you went out in that new state into the supermarket, there's two things going on here. One, you've got a completely different attraction, as you're saying, but also your perception of what's going on is completely different, right? You're seeing different things. You're mm-hmm. seeing the nice things, the positive things, the, because your, your mind is just focused elsewhere because of your vibration, right? So that's really, really powerful. And what I love about your mini sort of heart meditations when you come back to yourself is you're not trying to talk yourself out of it. This is where we can go so wrong. We're trying to think our way out of what we're thinking and it doesn't work. By taking the deep breaths, by putting your hand on your heart, even for a few minutes, and by just coming back, just quietening your mind and coming back to who you really are, like you can feel well-being well up, right? But what you're doing is you're resetting and you are going back to yourself at a mind, body and soul level. So you've just changed your energy, you've changed your state, you've changed your emotions, which will all change the way you're thinking. So it's powerful. And it took you, what, a couple of minutes? Exactly. And this is one of the things that so many of my coaching clients love about the way that I coach them is they do all the work. I'm just the guidance. And I will get them to put their hands on their heart and take those deep breaths in and then exhale and relax the shoulders, 
soften behind the eyes. And you know what happens to a lot of people? Mm. People start to cry. Yeah. The relationship. <laughs> they will say, oh my gosh, I don't know why I'm crying. And I'm like, let it happen. This is showing me as a coach that the client has been gripping on to the emotions and emotions are energy in the body. So if you're feeling upset or discouraged or frustrated about something and you don't allow yourself to feel the feeling and release it, you store that energy Mm. in the body. And then that's why we become these overthinkers. And we're always thinking about like, what did I do wrong? What can I do better? Like, how, why did that happen? Why is this happening to me? And when you take yourself out of your mind and come into your heart, you release resistance. And that's why it comes out in tears because it's just energy coming oh, out. It's so it good. So amazing for them, but also for me, because yeah. I can feel the release. The release. I hope you're saging afterwards. Yes, always. And I always protect myself before I go into calls because you can take on good and bad Mm. energy. It's not always bad, but taking on someone's energy, it can just completely drain you. Absolutely. Doesn't have to be in person. So I love what you're saying again. So the emotions, they are so important. And I did a podcast episode. I think it's possibly number 11, which is about if anyone wants to go back to it which is about releasing negative emotions. And exactly what Jess is saying, like we are so used to not feeling our emotions or suppressing them because as children, we couldn't cope with it. We didn't have the coping mechanisms we have as adults. We would suppress and we would suppress and we would cope. We would have coping mechanisms, right? So as we go older, like Jess says, like our emotions store in the body, we could have emotions stored in the body from when we were little. These sort of create the wounds that we then go on to heal as we get to this part of our life where we're doing the personal growth work and all the rest of it but if we just look at emotions as energy like it's okay toxic positivity we're not allowed to feel emotions we just have to band-aid it with positive thinking right but you can have these emotions like let them out get in the car like play music scream jump around manifestation babe I can't remember what she calls it rage dancing or something I've like seen one of her videos where she's just literally dancing around her room like screaming at the top of her voice looks like some crazy woman right but all she's doing is allowing this these emotions to come out because we don't want them becoming our vibration we don't want them becoming a state of being because then they lead to anxiety to fear to depression to all these lower states but it's really hard to come out of them the more we store them and suppress them and hold them back so let the emotions out let them be free and then it's the positive emotions that we want to compound And we can compound them through gratitude. So exactly what Jess was saying earlier when she was feeling happy and excited and realized what life she had, then she started feeling grateful. So that's compounding positive emotion in her body, in her energy field, in her vibration and her frequency, right? So we let go of the negative and we compound the positive. And I think one thing I want to add to all of that is remember that nothing has meaning except the meaning we give it. So when I look back on life, you know, someone would call me up. I used to work in social services and somebody would call me up and they would be frustrated about something in their life. And I would take it on as something Mm. I was doing wrong. I was giving it meaning. Yeah. And so then those were some of the things that I was personal meaning, right? That means it's about me. So it's really damaging. Yeah, exactly. And so what I've learned now is that I get to choose the meaning of everything. And Mm. so when you become a master of your mind, which is exactly what I would call myself, I am a master of my mind because I want to be sure 
that I'm thinking thoughts that are in alignment with my next level because I love growing and I want to experience more and I want life to be fun. So I just become really hyper aware of what I'm thinking. And then I'm like, is that the meaning I want to give that? Mm. And then if it's not, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to release it and I'm not going to give it any meaning at all. So, you know, if you think about social media, let's just say you put a post out and someone writes something rude, you have a choice of whether or not you want to give that meaning and make it feel like something toward Mm. you. Or you could give it the meaning of nothing, which is what I try to do. I will just often, you know, I can, you can block those people creating really nice boundaries is good. Or you can just give it no meaning at all. Because a lot of times we give things meaning when they have nothing to do with us. Yeah, totally. There's some one thing, if we want to delve into it, then we can say, right, that's triggered me in a way. What is it? Am I ready to look at this? Do I want to look at this? If we do look at it, we're going to grow through it and stop getting that lesson over and over again. But we can say, why is it triggering me? What's this bringing up for me? And instead of going and looking at this other person and writing some crappy comment back and getting really angry with them, we can look inside and say, right, this is a mirror. This is telling me something about me. So this is an opportunity for me to heal something, for me to grow a little bit more. And that way we are not giving our power away to that person or the situation. We're becoming empowered. And we are choosing to see it as, again, perspective, right? Shifting perspective. How else can I look at this? And I just think the one thing that's super, super important or was for me was that I spent time alone. Mm. Because that's when you do your greatest reflecting. And that's when the biggest growth happens, right? So often we look outside of ourselves for healing, for validation, for joy, for happiness, whatever it is. But really, if you find that happiness within yourself and you feel good within yourself, you just attract more good Mm. on the outside. And Mm. I really loved for myself personally, figuring out what felt good for me. And I started studying human design. My sister had told me a little bit about it. And she said that my manifesting power came from touch, like from feeling things, not feeling emotions, but touching things. And so we actually discovered this is why I'm so drawn to like fuzzy blankets and pillows and things like that. So before I moved to Costa Rica, she's like, find an old ticket and touch it and feel it. And that helped me connect to the visualization of it because Mm. I wouldn't say that I was great at seeing it in my mind, but I could imagine what it felt like and touching the ticket just helped me build that vision. Right. So when I learned about more about human design, I found out that I was a generator and generators come to the earth to lift the energy of the world. And so what I realized was I need to lift my own energy. And when I feel good and I'm Mm. doing the things that feel good for me, the energy lifts all around me. And when I really started tapping into this, I had so many people messaging me saying, Oh my goodness, your energy is amazing. I want to be around you. Like it just was the outside world shows you proof of the work you yeah, do. Yeah, you. yeah, shows you where you're at. I love that. So perfect for this podcast. You became magnetic through your energy, right? I really did. Magnetizing people that wanted, because this is it, right? We talk about mindset over strategy. We talk about energy and emotions being important. We talk about alignment. We talk about vibration and frequency. What we're really, really saying is the energy that is coming out of us When people see that, when they feel it, when they hear it through your posts, through your videos, through just talking to you, they can feel you. They can get a sense of it. 
and they want to feel that too, right? Mm -hmm. So this is why it's so important. We could be following the perfect strategy, but then we're sending out posts or we're doing things on social media or we're even having discovery calls and we don't believe in ourselves. We think that no one's ever going to go with us. You know, that is the, that energy is repelling. They might not even know it, but they might, but they'll have that doubt. They'll have that, oh no, it doesn't feel right to me. And they won't go ahead with it because they'll feel like something's off even if they don't know what it is, right? Even if they really like you and they really like your work, it's like, it's not clicking. But when you're showing up with confidence and conviction and your energy is just, you know, you're lit up. And I see that in you, especially over these last few months. I see that all over your social, you know, it's just, you're shining like the biggest light out of there and it makes you want to be around you for sure, you know? Yeah, and it's just so fun. Like, I just want to remind everybody who's listening, you know, you can look at other people and see how quickly they grew or how happy they appear to be, but you don't always see what's going on behind the scene. And those of us that are continuing to grow and continue to show up in this space, we're doing a lot of work behind the scenes that you can't possibly show. Every day, every single day. And so it's so fun to just be in it and enjoy the journey because yeah. like I said, Percy and I both, we were fixated on the goal. And when I completely released that and I just started showing up in a way that felt good for me and pushing myself a little bit, because for me, I think it was a little bit about stepping out of my comfort zone because mm-hmm. like Dr. Joe Dispenza says, you get addicted to feelings mm. of stress and feelings of guilt and feelings of worry. Anything that feels normal, right? Anything that we're used to feels safe. And even though it's not safe emotions to be in, it feels safer than the unknown to the exactly. brain, to the mind. Yeah. But what I've learned is the greatest things are created in the unknown. And when you allow yourself to yeah. be in the mystery of it all, like it is wild how everything will unfold for you. Like I moved to Costa Rica And then I was kind of exploring different areas and I just started visualizing myself in this apartment that I wanted to live in. And I just kept holding the vision and holding the vision. I would close my eyes and I would just imagine myself doing yoga there and doing my meditations. I could see it perfectly. Mm. And then a completely different place came to me. It was like, I got this nudge to go onto Facebook marketplace. I found this big, huge house. I moved to the house. And I was closer to this yoga studio. So I went to the yoga studio every day. My energy was different because Mm. I was in this house. I was going to yoga. I was doing the things that I had been writing about in myself. Your next level was doing, yeah. Stepping into her. You were embodying her. I was completely embodying her. And that was the month that I tripled my income. Absolutely amazing. So I actually have a free masterclass that might still be available. In fact, I'll open the link up again because that's such a powerful conversation and everything that we've spoken about today with Becoming Your Next Level Self. I've got a masterclass called Becoming the Match. So I'll leave a link for that in the show notes so anyone that wants to go on and learn about how to do that can do that there. But yeah, it's just absolutely incredible, isn't it? So when it comes to tapping into the frequency of your goals then, what would be your biggest tips to the listeners? So one of my biggest tips is getting to know yourself, Mm -hmm. being true to yourself, fully expressing yourself. If you are trying to be something else other than you are, there's, like I said, that split energy Yeah, and you can feel it. You know, when you meet somebody and they're like talking about something, but really that's not who they are, Mm. feel that. So it doesn't matter what we say. 
it's all about who we are because that's the energy that goes out into the world and how we see ourselves and how we see ourselves. So one thing I would suggest you do is get to know your energy. Because so many of us, we think it's about our thoughts. We think it's about our words. We think it's about like what we own, our material possessions. But for me, it's more about the energy. And And that's what the universe is listening to. I started paying attention to the energy. So anytime I worried about money, I literally wouldn't get paid. Mm. So I started writing that down. I'm like, oh my goodness, I was worrying about money. And now the universe was keeping it from me. Like, so that I'd have to worry longer because I became a match. Yeah, 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 completely. Then I started experimenting with what does it feel like to just always have money available to me? And then the money was always available to me. So I started doing these little case studies and taking notes and seeing that like there's even a, an exercise that's really, really simple. You can just imagine somebody bringing you a coffee or a tea mm. and then completely let it go. Don't think about it again. And it happens. I was on a call with a friend of mine the other day and we were just talking about watching for the evidence of our own vibration. Yeah. And I told her to create an evidence journal. Yeah. And I said the coffee thing to her and 20, 30, 40 minutes later, we were still on a zoom call. She gets a knock at the door. One of her business partners was coming over and she took the computer to the door, like with her. And she turned the computer around so that I could see (laughs) the woman came with two coffees. Yeah, of course she did. Her mind was blown, but it was really fascinating to see This woman, Lisa, she said, when I made the suggestion, she thought Morgan's going to bring me coffee. And then Morgan said, when she got in her car, she's like, I should get coffee. So it's like, you can communicate with people without even calling them. Yeah, completely. I love that. And it's like two things here, starting off with the small things will help build that evidence, help you build the belief that you do actually have this power and control that you probably don't realize that you have. And two, tapping into the frequency also means something really important that you've just touched on is being able to let it go because otherwise we're going back to that neediness, that lack, that attachment. So we don't want to be gripping so tight. We want to be feeling into it. We want to be in the vibration, feeling the frequency, acting like we were thinking like we were doing what we would do, you know, taking all the actions. But there also has to be this element of just surrendering it as if it's already being taken care of. It's that whole universe prime thing, right? I've ordered it online. It's done. The universe is working on it. It's going to come at some point when it's ready for me in the right way, in the right time for the highest good of all, right? So now I can just get on about my day and just be in the frequency. It's having that kind of relationship with it, isn't it? We are so powerful. And I think a lot of people think manifestation is all of your goals and dreams coming into reality. But manifestation is something we're doing every single day, whether Mm. it's bad. So if you think you're going to be late for work, you manifest being late for work. If you think you're going to get a parking ticket, you manifest getting a parking ticket. So write down those manifestations as well, because you're building the proof, the evidence that you are that powerful. And for me, I think that was really important in me realizing, you know, how powerful I was and building the faith, right? Mm -hmm. So I started building the faith that whatever I thought about or focused on, could be my reality. So I had to make sure that I was carrying the momentum of more of what I did want. Yeah, completely. I didn't want because, you know, I don't know if you guys were taught this, but when I was younger, it was like, prepare for the worst case scenario. Always. Yeah. Right. That's how we've been conditioned to think, right? So we've created the worst case. (laughs) 
yeah, we're making a big shift in our world now where we're not focusing on those things anymore, but it's an old habit. So before you go to write your driver's license, you know, when I was 16, I had all this fear of, oh my goodness, if I do it wrong, I'm going to fail. And then I'm going to have to do it again. And then I'm going to need more money. So I was carrying the momentum of Mm. not succeeding. Right. So then you don't succeed. I mean, that was not a real story for me. I did pass my (laughs) test, but I will tell you a funny story. I was going too fast around a corner hit a railroad track because it was off the road and blew oh the my tires. <gasps> oh my goodness. What was that on your lessons or just after no, you passed or something? I literally wrote the exam and then my dad let me drive. Oh. And I remember when my sister got her license, she was learning the brake system in the vehicle. And sometimes we would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Forward. Bunny hop. So I never wanted to do that. So I didn't press the brake enough. So I was going too fast around the corner. I went on to the other side. This is a funny story. You know, these things happen. And then we take those experiences into the next thing we do. So if you have something happen to you that wasn't ideal, the next time you go to do something, you worry that that same thing could happen again. But really what you're doing is you're actually creating it. This reminds me of my mum. So I love my mum so much. I talked to her a lot about manifestation and mindset and things. And she ended up going on a holiday, maybe last year, I think it was. And she slipped and she fell and she really, really hurt herself. So the new story she came home with was, I'm in my 70s. This is what I do now. I fall and when I fall, it really hurts. I was like, I, even she was WhatsApping us from the hotel, showing us the injuries and stuff. And I'm like, right, before you go any further with this bum, This was just an accident. Let it go. This does not mean anything. This isn't who you are. This isn't what you do. This does not mean anything. She's like, yeah, but no, 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 no. So she comes home. And then shortly after that, maybe even a month after that or something like that, they were somewhere else, falls over again. And I'm like, right, now can you see the pattern? Like you've got the momentum, you've built the momentum. It's the, and the momentum comes from the thought mixed with the emotion, right? So there is a worry thought, there's a fear thought, and that is a strong vibration that compounds that thought into an intention. And then like you say, it's built momentum from the last time, because now I've got experience to show me that this happens. It's proof. So now that's going to build my belief that this is what I do now. And I'm sure she had a third one as well before she stopped and listened. And we, you know, released that. Yeah. You know, always she's now careful because, you know, she's still like, I'm at this age and that's fine. But Let's not, the more we worry, the more we give that strong compounded feeling, energy and worry to, and the thoughts, the more likely it is to happen again. Like I remember this other one, sorry, I remember this other one that's just popped into my head. Esther Hicks was talking, Abraham Hicks, and she was saying they were going whitewater rafting. And on this trip, there was a guy who's sort of leading them and teaching them how to do it and whatever. And he takes out groups and he said he always used to like get all the kids out on these whitewater rafts. And he always used to say, now, whatever you do, that tree over there, don't go in there, don't hit it. And they all used to just go and hit it because that's where their focus was. It was their attention was. So that's where their subconscious directed them to. So then he stopped saying it and no one hit it after that. So his new way of getting them to not hit it was to not mention it, not even put it into their consciousness. And that's exactly the key thing. Whatever is in your consciousness is what you experience. Yeah. Just do little case studies with yourself. What works for me, what works for Kirsty is going to be different from what works for you. But this is the joy of the journey. We get to play these little games to see what works for us. And if we want more fun in our life, more abundance in our life, more good health, we have to come from a place of feeling 
abundant and feeling healthy and feeling joyful, right? So I start my day with a beautiful study group and we come on and we help each other and lift each other up and we'll dance and we'll sing. And we do this exercise called It's Totally Possible. And it gets us into like the creative plane where we just imagine all the things that are possible. We have no attachment to it, but it's just fun. So Mm. it's totally possible for me to do this or to do that or to do this or to do that. And then we repeat it back to each other. And it's just so incredibly powerful when you are surrounded by other people who want to grow, who want to feel joy, you know, because there are some people who think that suffering is just a normal part of life. And I don't believe that anymore. I think there's a moment that you can feel the sadness and feel the pain and Mm. you want to feel it for sure but we should be feeling joy as much as possible. And I'm living that now. And I'm just so grateful for the material. And I'm so proud of myself yeah, for putting absolutely. in the time and the effort to, you know, learn this stuff. And I'm going to continue growing. There's going to be, you know, I'll be on, a, on your podcast again next year. And there Definitely. will be more. definitely we'll be sharing more journeys well thank you so much you've just wrapped it up so perfectly with talking about how you start your day all the games and things that you do to get into the right frequency that is all about tapping into the frequency if it's done so you ended that perfectly so thank you so much Jess for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and I know you would have helped so many people today oh well thank you so much for having me I'm wishing all of you so much success love happiness abundance and I hope to be back again one day soon You certainly will. Thanks so much, Jess. I'll speak to you soon. Take care. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it's inspired you to unlocking more of the success that's already within you. Make sure you check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of the episode and all the important links. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend on social media and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Let me know what you enjoyed about this episode and that review. I really love hearing feedback from you and it helps me figure out how I can serve and support you moving forward. And if you want to go deeper, follow me on the grams at Kirsty Kamarowskis for more inspiration or visit my website at www.mindmuse.co.uk.